W-A-Y-L, St. Augustine. W-A-T-Y, Folkston, Georgia. Online at ilovethetruth.com. This is Bible League International. In this season of giving, would you remember that nine of ten new believers in the regions of Asia, Africa, the Middle East, and Latin America go without what's so basic to the Christian faith, and that is having a Bible. Everyone wants to read the Bible, but many of them will be sharing a single Bible. If you were among those numbers, you would pray that someone, anyone, would bring you a Bible. When I receive Bible from the church, and I really love to read and read it, read it again, and because of those reading, God is really blessing my heart. Truth Radio listeners, you have blessed 600 Bibleist believers around the world. Our goal is 1,200. We need to wrap up this week, so please, at $5 a Bible, $100 since 20, would you pray about it? And then make your most generous gift by calling 800-YES-WORD, 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 or give at ilovethetruth.com. I've seen people being changed by reading the Scripture. Giving a Bible to somebody is the greatest gift you can give somebody in life. In this final week, call 800-YES-WORD or give at ilovethetruth.com. All engines running, commit liftoff. Hey, good, good afternoon and welcome to SWAT Radio. It's Doug McCary of His Life Ministries. It is Thursday, December 7th, 2023. Hard to believe we are winding out December. Uh, We're in December of 2023. We're about to hit 2024. And wow, it's just amazing how fast this has gone. And, um, you know, uh, it's hard to believe that prior to about 20 years ago, on this day, the very first thing most people would have thought about is Pearl Harbor. But now it's a passing thought. Most people don't even think about Pearl Harbor anymore. It's the first time we've ever had a major attack like that on U.S. soil, and it really defined our military for the years to come after that. And being a military guy, obviously, I'm <laughs> I'm aware of that, and I think about it. It goes through my mind. But um, anyway, uh, we do want to uh, – there, there are people I, – I don't even know if there's any survivors left from Pearl Harbor. I think there might be a couple, but uh, – it was an unbelievable day, and I don't think we should forget things like that. If you don't re- remember history and learn from it, then it's going to repeat, and we see that often. But uh, no better guest to talk about stuff like that than uh, my good friend Anthony Johnson, former, uh, I will I will say, NFL journeyman and Jaguar. Uh, it's where you finished out chaplain to the Jags, and now you're a counselor with Acacia Growth Counseling. Welcome back. You've been a frequent guest, so I don't. I feel like you're kind of like part of the SWAT team. You're not really a guest, but you are. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, it's nice to to be welcomed, even so. Um, you know, and, and to feel a part because I definitely do feel a part of of you and what you're doing. And you know, we went to Israel. You went to Israel with us. Yeah. yeah I mean, I mean, just, you you're all in, right? Yeah, so, and no, uh, we can talk about that too. I, but but you know, you have how long you been out of the league now? Oh my goodness! You're gonna bring that I, I, up. Yeah, yeah, come so on. 2000 was my last season. So 20, 23 years. 23 years. Yes. That's uh, I'm old, man. 23 years out of the league. 
You know, you know, one of the things, Anthony, that uh, I had in the Marine Corps as a pilot and even in the FBI is I realized that as especially in, in the Marine Corps, as I was flying and been flying for about eight years, I wasn't going to do it forever. Mm. And kind of when you get out, you get out and you're just not a part of the team anymore, even though you are. You know what I mean? Do you, mm-hmm. you and mm-hmm. and especially like in the FBI, it was that way. You get out, you're like you're out. Mm-hmm. But when you're in, you have access to a lot of stuff, and that affects a lot of guys in the league too, doesn't it? You you get out and you're kind of just like, I know oh, yeah. I know they've tried to add things to minister and help those guys, but it's tough, isn't it, when you get out if you don't find some outlet to. Be involved yeah in. and even if you do find some type of outlet because uh, there's a few guys who they jump right into something else um it's still tough because you've invested i mean you know that you experienced that in the marine corps you invested your whole life at the time mm-hmm. in what you're doing right and no different in for for all the guys really who make it to that level in the nfl they have had to invest all of who they are Physically, mentally, emotionally, schedule the whole deal. Uh, family, everything is, hey, this is what I'm doing. And to a large degree, this is who I am. And that that's where the rub happens because then all of a sudden, and it happens quick. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, uh, I'm sorry, we don't need your services anymore or you're not good enough. So bye. And you're out. You're out of that fraternity you're out of all that camaraderie, of, oh, all that yes. support, because because yes. when you're in, there's a lot of support. Absolutely. And and there's there's a lot of people that care about your needs. Right. Mm-hmm. But when you get out, you your phone didn't probably ring a lot from teams that no. you had played for saying, hey, just want to check on you, see how you're doing. Oh, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Not a not a lick. And and then that's part of the difficulty. And you're, you're hitting on a on a hot button and a, and a, a, a strong heartbeat for me. Uh, that that is really a lot of the focus. And in case of counseling, obviously it's it's uh, it's to provide counseling to, to provide help and healing uh, for people who are going through the challenges of life. And we all are in some way or another. So I, I love that. But I I also am more and more zeroing in, focusing in on the needs of professional athletes in particular. Uh, and NFL athletes specifically, because it, it's it is very it, it is very difficult. It's the t- to transition out of the league is the toughest thing that I think, in some degree, all of the NFL athletes experience. Well, my heart goes out for a lot of guys. I I had the privilege of um, really walking with Rich Griffith through a lot. Rich mm-hmm. played for the Jags back in the eighties. And uh, Rich went to Russia with me. He went to India with me. He went to Israel with me. So, see, you still got to go to Israel. And, I mean, to India and to Russia. Rich is over in the Arctic tundra playing soccer with kids in like 30 below weather. It's wow. crazy. I mean, he's so big. You know, he, yeah. he was a big boy. Yeah. But um, anyway, uh, you know, I had the privilege of watching him transition out mm-hmm. and into ministry. And uh, he, it was challenging even when you go into ministry, even when you have that calling to do that. But God has given him a lot of grace in that area, and he's he's working at a church as a campus pastor out in Arizona now. 
And he's one of the the guys that I've seen that I, I would say is a success story mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. he made a good transition. Mm-hmm. And I would say that about you. I don't know mm-hmm. all the inner workings of the struggles you've had. We've talked a little bit about some of them over the years, but it seems to me like you transitioned out in a way that God was working on you before you got out with the, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I believe it was athletes in action, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And had a mentor that built into you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these guys that come out of the league or even out of college, let's say, let's mm-hmm. not even go to a pro. Let's go to the college level where guys have played at an elite level mm-hmm. of of uh, not even the NFL, but just in college, Division One college, they've had their college paid for. They were playing in front of 100,000 people or even 30,000, doesn't matter. But that's what they've done, and they get out, and now they've got to have a job where they sit behind a desk or they sell a product or they, you know, try to help people think through stuff. And mm-hmm. and there's no support. There's not a coach saying, okay, this is how you do it. Talk a little bit about how important coaching is even out in the business world, we, we kind of miss out on that somewhat, I think. We yeah. expect people to do it on their own. Yeah, absolutely. And especially in the, where our culture is right now, we've definitely moved away from apprenticeship and, and mentoring like that, um, which, is, which is really an other, other words or different aspects of discipleship. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, that's what Jesus called us to do as his followers who are sold out to following him that – at the same time, we would be helping others follow us as we follow him, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, that's Paul, what Paul said, Paul "Imitate said. me as I imitate Christ." Absolutely, right? and and so we moved. We've obviously been moving away from that. Um, and and I was one who benefited so much from coaching. I lost my dad when I was six, and uh, my stepfather was great. Uh, he came around ten, but I had some great coaches. And and as I look back, I realized, man, they 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 mentored me, and in some ways, fathered me in different ways. But those, those, those are the processes of discipleship that uh, was showing me how to kind of do this thing. And so when, when you're in the league, for instance, you have good coaching in the context of football. You know, you, they, they show you, they teach you, they tell you, they, they command you how to do this thing with excellence. But you don't always, and, and you, you, there's some transferable things, and that's a lot of part of the problem that, that um you know, we get to that level as a professional athlete and we don't sometimes realize that, man, some of the lessons and skills that we've had and developed and cultivated are transferable into the real world. But, but when we get out there, one, it's so cold and stark because boom, you're, you know, the, the door hits you on your, on your way back or way out. And then there's nobody there really to kind of let you know, Hey, you do have transferable skills and this is how you use them in this, in this other context. So we make it to the to the pinnacle, to the mountaintop of our profession as NFL athletes, and then as quick, maybe well, way quicker than we got there, we're at the bottom. We're in the valley, and we've got to start all over, and that's really, really difficult. And so to your point, needing someone to, to like come alongside of us at that time to show us not only how to transition into another profession, but really to, to how to uh, approach life. Mm-hmm. now because it's different you're not the same people don't people still look at you but now they ask you well, what happened <laughs> what's wrong you know you, you did something bad right yeah yeah i'm and, and the other thing that i have witnessed is that there are businessmen and businesses out there that are are kind of infatuated with nfl players mm-hmm. 
once they get out because they were really good at what they did and they will bring them on to work with an expectation that what happened out on the football field is going to translate into their business, but then there's no coaching. There's just an expectation. And, and that wears off pretty quick when there's no results. And instead of the mentoring, these businessmen don't have time to build or they don't make time to build into them and they, they get disappointed. And then that's more rejection that these guys feel. And so it's a tough road. And, you know, I, I, most people that play in the NFL are journeymen. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not the stars making the million dollars. Mm-hmm. You, you see them every Sunday. You, they go out there and they play. They travel on the planes and stuff, but they risk mm-hmm. getting hurt every week. And 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 just like we saw with Trevor Lawrence, I mean, mm-hmm. he was doing great, having a great year, and all it took was a lineman backing up, and it wasn't his fault. It was just mm-hmm. doing his job who backed over him, and you saw there's immediate pain, there's pain of, oh, am I going to lose my position now? Not not because, it's just because he could be injured. Mm-hmm. And if he gets injured, sometimes people get injured and somebody steps in and they end up becoming a, a good player. Now, I'm not going to say this happened to Trevor, but right. it happens. Yeah. And so there's always that risk of somebody pushing you out. Mm-hmm. And and it, it is a tough area to walk with Christ in, even if you're a believer in it. Yeah, it, it certainly is. And that, that I want to say that quick, real quick too, because I connect with Rich. We, we played together that year. I was here in 2000 and, and got to know him a little bit. And, and I saw his faith and experienced his faith. And, and like him, I was sold out for Christ when I was in the league. I mean, since I was 18 years old, I'm like, okay, God, uh, I want to walk with you. And I obviously did not do that perfectly and had some things to work through, but that was my intent. And still, when I got done playing, it was difficult. It's hard. It was hard for Rich. I know, <laughs> yeah. just because we talked. Yeah. It's it, it. But it is that way. It is that way for everybody. Life as a believer is not easy in right. any realm. That's why Peter says, "Don't be surprised, right, by fiery trials." Yeah. Last thing I say on that is, um, I think the average person probably is like, oh, "Okay, um, let let's stop the you know the belly aching for the NFL athletes. Look at how much they're making. Well, look, I, yeah. look at the, the the platform they got and the prestige they have and." And, and that's that's the thing that, that I think we need to zero in on. It it's it's a human issue. It doesn't matter what you have. It doesn't matter what you've attained. You still are a human at that level. You still experience disappointments. You still experience struggles and challenges. And more importantly, as a Christian, you still need to grow. Mm-hmm. And so you need to be discipled, right? Yes, absolutely. And 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 I, you know, that's one of the reasons I kind of wanted to bring that up is because. I sit and I listen to people all the time talk about the football players and in light of everything going on and we can we're going to take a break when we come back. I want to I want to kind of continue going down this road because I do hear people when people start talking about well why they they're an NFL player. They think life is great. You've experienced it and we can talk from your experience about that. So when we come back, we'll delve into that, all right? Cool. Hey, you're listening to SWAT Radio, and I'm so thankful for the people listening, whether you're listening on WMER and Meridian, WMOX, or The Lighthouse, or here on the Truth Network. We're going to be right back after this first break with Anthony Johnson. If you want to know more about him, you can go to his website, Acacia Growth Counseling. That's AcaciaGrowthCounseling.com. We'll be right back with more of Anthony. Uh, 
This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in St. Mary's at 91.3. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and never appeared and the soul felt its worth the thrill of hope the Welcome back to SWAT Radio. Doug McCary of His Light Ministries with Anthony Johnson from Acacia Growth Counseling. Yes, I will spell that for you. It's A-C-A-C-I-A, growthcounseling.com, A-C-A-C-I-A, growthcounseling.com. And Anthony, when you were listening to that song there, did you go back to the cave? Were you thinking back about the shepherd's field? Do you ever think about when you hear those songs, do you go back to that place where it, we were actually in Bethlehem looking out? Yeah, well, this is the second Christmas, um, you know, that I get to reflect that way. Uh, Christmas has always, um, always been special for me, um, and specifically because there's so many, and, and I love music, um, there's so many songs that are, quote, Christmas songs, but they are they are about the savior about jesus and they it really uh it, it touches my soul when i hear them that i love that rendition rendition there too. That, that's a beautiful one mm-hmm. yeah but when i hear those songs 
I go back to the cave. I go back to where we were mm-hmm. seeing the shepherd's field. Because mm-hmm. uh, if I remember right, when we got there, it was getting near night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you could just look out and imagine what it might have been like um, to be there. It, it, it really, you know, we haven't spoken this time about it, but and, and I know we've talked about it before, but but reflect a little bit about how important it 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 was for you to see those places and how that affected you reading the text now yeah so that that was, I was just thinking about that uh, as as you were kind of reflecting and I was back there with you just um there there's something um there's some there's an extra dynamic that's added for me when i see when i see it when I experience it, not just in my mind. Which Are you is, a kinesthetic learner? Yes, I, I am absolutely. Too. Yeah. 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 As an athlete. Um, and I'm not sure all of us are like that, but yeah, without question. And, and so to be in it physically, to be immersed in it, it just adds, uh, it's, it's just kind of like adds the shading and dimension to a picture and, and literally. And, and so the first thing I th- was thinking about there was Emmanuel, mm-hmm. that God came and lived with us and and then so as i was remembering what that looked like i was like no he he really did Mm -hmm. like it wasn't and it wasn't it wasn't just the baby jesus you know as powerful that was but it was in our world in my life Mm -hmm. with me you know and so that that just that just uh yeah so it just adds a dimension and a texture that um that is priceless. And so when I read the word, yeah, it, it's like, it's almost like those, uh, eye puzzles. I don't know if you've ever seen those where, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and then all of a sudden after a while you, you see, you, you, the you finally see something. Uh-huh. And I used to hate those though, because <laughs> you sit there and you look at them, but I, uh, you know, I want to show you this. This is that one cave we went to yeah, I remember, and, yeah. and we sang, remember we sang uh-huh. in there yeah. because it's not what we, see here represented in the states right. of a nice little right. manger right. all clean right and- that that was another point doug um it, it wasn't that that's that's i think those are helpful but it was more than that because it was like real like it, it wasn't doctored up uh even that that area wasn't uh you know, they didn't go in of, there and sanitize no, it, it was- <laughs> no it was real like and I mean, there's probably sheep poop and all of that. <laughs> yeah, all there the was. Yeah. There was all animal dung in there. Yeah. And, and, and I to, love that. to see that, oh, and to think that the creator of the universe came in a way that he would allow himself to be born into that, mm-hmm. um, it, it's it's humbling. It, it is very humbling. To yeah, and, and there's also an empowering part about that because then I realized, oh, you know, he – where he desired and desires most to live is in the human heart. He lives in me. He came and he lived in a stinky, nasty, rotten manger in a world that was full of sin. But he considers living in you and me as his temple. Oh yeah. Like he, he loves to dwell with and in his people. And, and so I just, that just so helpful for me to reframe what I think about well, what I realize God thinks and feels about me. Mm-hmm. That just that that empowers me as I think about His love and value 
but he has on me. Well, I'm still hoping you can get a few former NFL guys to go over because I think mm, they would like the physical aspect of the trips mm-hmm, if their knees are okay. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, they'll, they'll grit through it. Yeah, uh, but, uh, well, you know, I want I want to go back to this idea, and it's, and it's not just um, the guys from the NFL, but people in general this time of year really struggle mm-hmm. with depression they struggle with just hope. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Do you have you done in your counseling or in your studies to get certified? Did you do any kind of research? Do you want, why is it? Is it just because it's such a family time, such a positive time, and they don't feel that? What 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 do you think is behind that yeah, this time that, of year? Yeah, that's a good question. I think um, there's a lot of potentially a, a lot of threads uh, that are involved in this time of year, and I. And I think the heart of it is because most people are are faced more um, upfront with some of the developmental realities and struggles that they've had, uh, and then as they've uh, they experience more close, usually, generally uh, more closeness with loved ones. Uh, it's harder to escape those things. It's harder to deny those things. Because it's kind of put right in front it's of right them. In front of it, they yeah. have to deal with it, and they don't want to deal with it, right? Most most people, it's difficult to deal with. And then there's that, that and it can come in different ways, right? It, like you mentioned, it can also come because, you know, that closeness and the depth of it is in their face because they don't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. They've lost a loved one or they've, um, for whatever reason, are estranged. Um, and, and so the absence of what is so fond and profound is also difficult to deal with. And so the holidays just kind of, uh, not only represent that, but they literally, I think, place people in that context where, like you said, it's, it's so much more difficult to avoid. Yeah. Well, it is, it's, um, it's an awful time of year. And are you, are you focusing primarily on adult counseling or do you have, young people like teenagers that come to you or because and i want our listeners to know if you live in the north florida south georgia area uh anthony practices here in the jacksonville area and if you go to acacia growth counseling you can connect with them there but what kind of clientele like what kind of people are you seeing do you specialize you know for our listeners yeah i get to ask that a lot and i felt the pressure of like oh i gotta find a specialty <laughs> right and gotta have a niche it, right everybody's gotta have yeah a niche. And, and i think there's some truth to that but um but no um my my approach has been uh, this has come from a personal passion um that that stems from kind of how i'm wired but mostly from the word of god um, I know I'm saved in him. I, I know he has saved me. He, his grace is for me. So I want to, I want to employ Ephesians 2, 12 and 13, you know, to work out my salvation with fear and trembling. Cause it's God who's at work in you to will and to work. So I want to be all that. I want to be a la Philippians three, where Paul is just hot after it. Like that's his one passion is growth. And so, um, so that really is m- my perspective for me that I also uh, apply to my counseling, that that I want to help people in the counseling context heal so that they can be positioned to grow. Um, and so, so to answer your question specifically, uh, I, I see I see kids from seven uh, to through teen, uh, young adults and older adults, 
couples. Uh, I, I'm I'm open to and have seen and worked with uh, the whole the whole spiel. So have have you? I mean, this is something that I notice, and I, I don't know that we've ever talked about it, even though we've had you on a couple of times. When when I go to restaurants today, my wife and I we talk about it frequently. You see lack of connection because everybody's on their devices even couples when they're out uh, i mean a man and a woman will be out they're both on their their phones mm-hmm. even though they're sitting at a table together alone they're not talking right. and, and and then they're 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 okay with each it's, it's not like they're fighting it they're just mm-hmm. distracted is, is that a problem today absolutely without without question uh, and to to put it simply uh it's a realization that we have substituted the phone for people. And at best we relate through our phone or we relate through our device. Um, and social media has become the place that we turn. And, and here's the, here's the damaging part about it because there are relational nutrients that we need that are, and when I say need, I mean like like uh, you, after about three days, you need water. Yeah, God right? built them into yes, us, right? Yes, we absolutely need those. And those come best and and most necessarily through literal connection in person, right? <laughs> Not so, through a device. Yeah, Jesus said I, I, he was Emmanuel, God with us. He came to live with us. We need to have that type of connection with people. And the phone is getting in the way. Well, well, we got to go to break for news, but when we come back, I really want to delve into that for, from your perspective, like how do you help when you see that? And I'm sure you see it in your practice, like when people come in, it doesn't take long to realize where the phone ranks in a person's priority list. So I would love to hear how you kind of address that or how you would encourage people to address that. Okay. Uh, hey, you're listening to Anthony Johnson. He uh, has a counseling ministry, and um, he counsels people, Acacia Growth Counseling. That's A-C-A-C-I-A Growth Counseling, A-C-A-C-I-A Growth Counseling.com. We're going to be back with more from Anthony, or AJ as I like to call him, after the news. Stay tuned to SWAT Radio. SRN News. I'm John Scott. Former President Donald Trump returned today to his New York civil business fraud trial again. Mr. Trump himself scheduled to take the stand on Monday for a second time. The Republican 2024 presidential frontrunner is devoting a lot of attention to the New York case and says expert testimony will show his business did nothing wrong. We have an expert witness, one of the uh, great experts in the country, and I hope you'll all be able to listen to him. But it'll just be another day. If you look at if you look at the case, uh, we did nothing wrong. There were no victims. State Attorney General Letitia James sued accuses Mr. Trump, his company, and some executives of misleading banks and insurers by giving them financial statements with inflated asset values. Also at SRNews.com, a Texas judge has given a pregnant woman whose fetus had a fatal diagnosis permission to get an abortion. In an unprecedented challenge to the state's ban that took effect after Roe versus Wade was overturned last year. It was unclear how quickly or whether Kate Cox, a 31-year-old mother of two in the Dallas area, will be able to obtain an abortion. U.S. applications for jobless benefits ticked up last week. Jeremy House has more. 
While applications increased, the Labor Department reports the overall number of people in the U.S. collecting unemployment benefits fell after hitting its highest level in two years last week. Unemployment benefits claims rose by 1,000 to 220,000 for the week ending December 2nd. About 1.86 million were collecting unemployment benefits the week that ended November 25th, 64,000 fewer than the previous week. Correspondent Jeremy House. This is SRN News. This is Bible League International. In this season of giving, would you remember that 9 of 10 new believers in the regions of Asia, Africa, the Middle East, and Latin America go without what's so basic to the Christian faith, and that is having a Bible. Everyone wants to read the Bible, but many of them will be sharing a single Bible. If you were among those numbers, you would pray that someone, anyone, would bring you a Bible. When I receive Bible from the church, and I really love to read and read it, read it again, and because of those reading, God is really blessed in my heart. Truth Radio listeners, you have blessed 600 Bibleist believers around the world. Our goal is 1,200. We need to wrap up this week, so please, at $5 a Bible, $100 since 20, would you pray about it? And then make your most generous gift by calling 800-YES-WORD, 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 or give at ilovethetruth.com. I've seen people being changed by reading the Scripture. Giving a Bible to somebody is the greatest gift you can give somebody in life. In this final week, call 800-YES-WORD or give at ilovethetruth.com. Slow traffic southbound on 95. You're going to see it right between Lem Turner Road and just past 8th Street. Add an extra nine minutes. And if there's anything else you see this morning, give us a call. It's 901-7233. Sunny to partly cloudy today, the high 65. Partly cloudy tonight with a low of 50. Right now, it's 45 degrees. SWAT radio. Sorry, I got kind of caught up in the music there. I, I love that song. Um, it's just, I love this time of year because you hear it being all about Jesus. I mean, it really is. You know, sometimes, AJ, our worship songs are all about us. We, I mean, unfortunately, we hear songs that it, it but, but at Christmas, it's all about Him, right? Mm-hmm. Let us adore Him. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Um, hey, just want to let you guys know out there that we updated the SWAT Radio website. If you go to SWATradio.com, has a new look. Uh, hopefully, we're trying to make it uh, easier for you to listen to past programs. Um, you notice I said programs on the website. It used to say shows. We don't do shows. We do a program here. Shows are for entertainment. We're about truth and trying to get truth out there. And so we we made a change there. And so you should be able to stream it live and see recent uh, it, 
recent programs. Hopefully, um, uh, you'll go there and it'll be easy to to navigate. And we're thankful for you listening, for your emails. Appreciate those. They always encourage us. And like the call yesterday from Virginia, uh, we're thankful that you people up there around the lighthouse in uh, Virginia listen and are encouraged by what we teach. And um, hopefully you got your book today. The lady called yesterday and uh, was just telling us how much she loved the program. So we sent her Paul Tripp's book, uh, New Morning Mercies, which is a great devotional, by the way. Um, well, AJ, you know, if you're just tuning in, uh, Anthony Johnson who uh, is a counselor with Acacia Growth Counseling. It's the counseling office he runs here in Jacksonville. Uh, he was a chaplain for the Jaguars for 10 years. Is that right? 15. 15. Mm-hmm. 15? Mm-hmm. You were there a long time, man. Old, you saw a lot of different you. players, didn't you? Sure you did. saw guys come and go if you yeah, were there 15 sure did, years. Yeah. Um, and, and now Mo does it, right? Mm-hmm. Mo Williams? Yep. Yeah. And, a great uh, job. Yeah. And uh, so uh, before that, he played in the NFL <laughs> Before that, he was a uh, standout at Notre Dame, right? Big Notre <laughs> yeah. Dame guy. And, um, you know, I, I, we didn't get into it in the first part, and we got a little time. I do want to talk to you about the whole Florida State thing because as a player, I'm not asking for your opinion about the business aspect, well, although you can speak to that, but just as a player, a guy who played at the highest level for a long time, and then was a, a chaplain to those guys, minister to those guys for a long time. What does it communicate when Florida State does what they did and played at the level they played at to hear a commentator say, well, they're down to their third-string quarterback. Nobody wants to see them play mm-hmm. Michigan or you know, Washington or Alabama. We don't want to watch that game. Mm-hmm. What, what does that communicate about, one – where we've come, and what as a player, how how would you have felt, or how do you even feel watching that? That's uh, tough. There's uh, a lot of feelings I have that most of them are um, are just kind of disappointment that that we are there as a as a country mm-hmm. that that that's okay to say, and that there's probably I assume a lot of people that would, are sharing that sentiment um, because it it devalues uh what has always been especially in our generation uh the heart and the value of competition of sports uh and uh, and collegiate football in particular and um so that that's it's difficult to see cuz again the values are different for that to be kind of the consensus uh, I, I i hate it uh, that i don't like it well it it was definitely and they've just come out and pretty much said it was a business decision because more people are going to watch Alabama uh, play Michigan than Florida State. That's what that's what they've said. Mm-hmm. They've said it, nobody wants to see a third-string quarterback play uh, mm-hmm. against uh, Michigan or yeah. Washington. Yeah, and again, you're, you're trouncing all over Florida State, uh, the, the individuals, the athletes, the team, the program, and all that they put in. Uh, to this year and all that they accomplished uh, through this year. And there doesn't seem to be much care about it. Um, It's like it's okay to do that and to devalue the game, but also those individuals. And, again, that's sad. That um, should be intolerable. (laughs) Well, I've heard several NFL players come out, former guys who were Mm -hmm. interviewed about it, 
I haven't heard one player yet say it was a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the players like Richard Sherman, you know, from the West Coast, mm-hmm. uh, he just came out and said it, it, it goes again. But he said what you and I were talking about earlier before we did the program that it's just become all about business, mm-hmm. the NIL, all all the contracts and stuff. And mm-hmm. I think you were even joking about a, a guy wanting to go back and play a fifth year in college because he's going to make more than he would make mm-hmm. <laughs> go, that, that going out joke. in the business That's work. That's not a joke. Uh, they're, they're guys who are de- who are considering that because they, they'll make more their fifth year than if they go to the draft because they won't be a necessarily a high-round pick. Yeah. And, and, and so that, that, that's just the whole thing has devolved into uh, money business. And anytime that happens in there, a much more likelihood of corruption. Oh, absolutely. It, it is a form of corruption, really. Um, it also speaks to the lack of uh, value and worth, uh, generally speaking, that's in, in the collegiate experience uh, as far as education. Um, there's not a lot of value that um, there's not a lot of value that's there. And obviously uh, enough of the students don't feel or perceive value in having a degree or diploma from their university, primarily because it, I'm not sure it accomplishes them much for them in, in the real world. Uh, mm-hmm. They get out and they still maybe have to, you know, flip burgers for a while. <laughs> they have to, right? yeah, because the reality is a, a lot of them may get a business degree or mm-hmm. whatever, but they don't get business experience because all their time has been on a football field while they've been in college. Yeah. Whereas other business degree people are interning and they're doing other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And and the other side of that, and uh, you know, it's it's uh, I don't know, maybe it's conspiratorial, to, <laughs> conspiratorial, to, yeah, to to place blame here. But there's so much inordinate value, financially speaking and otherwise, put on being a pro making all that kind of, I mean, the money that professional athletes have made for a long time is inordinate. It's, it doesn't, it doesn't reflect in my opinion. And I'm a, I was, I was in that, that profession. It does not reflect the value that it brings to our culture in real terms. Now, most people feel very, and that it does. They feel like a hey, we need football. I need uh, professional sports. That's how I make it through the week. Perhaps maybe they wouldn't say that consciously, um, but in terms of in real terms, it is still it's a sh- it's a show. It is well, entertainment. It, it, yeah, you you remember your teachers' names, but you don't remember who played right guard for the Pittsburgh Pirates back in 1985, mm-hmm. right? No, no, mm-hmm. but yet th- those people got paid pretty. A mm-hmm. lot more than teachers got paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, we got a caller, Jim. I normally don't take calls, but because AJ is so good uh, <laughs> at reacting, I'm going to take a question. What's your question for for us on SWAT radio? <laughs> I'm, I'm mesmerized by the program today. It's uh, very, very good. My, my question is, is just basically – whatever happened to America and uh, favoring the underdog. And then I'd like to make a similarity between soldiers and athletes and ask AJ a question about that. Okay. Well, um, well so, so go back to what was your first question there? Um, I, historically in biblical history as well, there America and the Bible and God loves underdogs. I mean, David was a shepherd. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I don't understand why FSU is being, you know, oh, we, nobody wants to watch them. I would watch that game. Yeah, I, I hear you. I'm, I'm I with you. Monetary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, it, it I absolutely is. But you know, Dan Mullen, who was quarterback, I mean, uh, coach at Florida. Dan Mullen coached Mississippi State, where I went. Go Bulldogs. <laughs> and then uh, coached at Florida. Said it best. He said, "On any given day, the best team doesn't win. The best team with power, speed, talent, because sometimes the underdog will win on a day." Uh, as proven by Appalachian State beating Texas A and M, like a, a couple of years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And and so yeah. uh, and so you're right. I I think on any given day it can happen. It was purely a business decision, a, a money decision, um, based on fans, based on SEC money, a lot of that stuff. And and what happened is, like Anthony said earlier, we've just been corrupted. We've just been corrupted. Yes. And so uh, what's your other question? Uh, you were going to ask a question, and we got to well, go to break. So, Yes, sir. It's for both of you there. The similarities between soldiers and athletes at the professional level. As the soldiers and athletes, you work and you train together underneath a leader in the military and underneath a coach in the NFL, NHL, whatever professional sport. But you, be, you have a bond that becomes close to your fellow soldier and your fellow athlete and i'd like to give a couple of biblical examples all right one hey, of them being hey, hey listen can you hold on for a second jim are you <laughs> able to hold on through the break yes sir yeah hold on hey we got to go to a break there's our last break we got jim hey where are you calling from jim jacksonville all right we got jim from jacksonville hold on through the break we'll be right back with more swat radio stay tuned If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards. 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. That's guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group. Happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth. The Florida Georgia Truth Network in Ocean Way at 91.7. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bells swing and jingle bells ring. Snowing and blowing up bushels of fun. Now 
Welcome back to SWAT Radio. So grateful for that great spiritual Christmas song. That, that wasn't really one, but it was a Christmas song anyway. Uh, just making a joke. I'm in here with Anthony Johnson of Acacia Growth Counseling. Anthony is a good brother and friend. Um, and so happy that uh, God brought him into my life. So happy that you got to go to Israel with us. That was just, mm-hmm. uh, it was such a treat to have you and Shelly over there. Hope you'll go back. I really do. Uh, yeah, I do too. And uh, we got Jim on the phone from Jacksonville who really is a great question, Jim, about the the relationship. Really, what you're talking about is between a disciple and his mentor. A disciple, and, and, and in the military, it, you know, it's, it's, it's your commander, it's your colonel, it's your captain, whoever whoever's leading your group, whether it's a squadron of pilots or whether it's a platoon of soldiers or, or Marines. Um, and in the... Um, in the you know athletic world it, it may be in football it's your coach and and specifically it may be your specialty coach if you're a quarterback or a running back who deals with the backs the linemen there is a special bond there uh, but it's I was telling Anthony my mind immediately went to second Timothy 2 where Paul makes the correlation to being an athlete uh, a farmer or being a a, a a military person, and all three of those people, you you don't become those people unless there's mentors in your life. You, you don't just get there by your talent deciding you want to do it. Nobody, I don't care how gifted they are, they have to be taught. And is that really what you're getting at that that bond between the teacher and the student in those realms? Yes, sir. That and also the esprit de corps that exists between athletes uh, under the tutelage of their coach and the same with soldiers under the tutelage and training of their officers and non-commissioned NCOs as well. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, the only thing that I would say, I've I've had the privilege of interacting with a lot of guys uh, that, that used to be in the NFL and some still in the NFL. And the and Anthony, you were there. Uh, I I have heard some guys describe it as a war on Sunday. You know, when you go out there, I mean, you know, you can get hurt really bad, and and you're constantly battling. And so there is an esprit de score, at least in the military. The one difference I would say is that I was trained from day one in the Marine Corps. Your job's to kill people. I mean, you, you, you're going I, I, out. It is a life and death issue every time you go into combat. When you go, you're not going just to try to win a particular thing. You know that when you go into that battle, your job is to take a life. And that, and I, it, I would agree with that. And, and that, that, but in both career fields, there is an esprit de corps that, just to be quite frank with you, Anthony, when I got out of the 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 FBI. I had that on the SWAT team, and that's why I started SWAT, because when I came into ministry, I felt it was missing in the church, and it really shocked me, because the one place we should have it is in the church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, What do you think about that, Jim? (laughs) (laughs) I I believe that it is is missing in the church. Um, I served as well, and I served in a unit that was required to give above and beyond. So I understand the esprit, esprit de corps. 
I understand the brotherhood. I understand the relationship as I read it in the Bible between David and Jonathan, and it brings a whole new light to me as a male, as a Christian, and as a follower of Jesus Christ. I understood Jonathan and David's strong affection towards each other and their and their mm. and their working together. And you, you see that all through the Bible: mm. Aaron and Moses, Jacob and, and Joshua. Mm. Uh, Daniel uh, and uh, Meshach, uh, Abednego, and I can't remember the third one I am, but you know what, and then Jesus. Shadrach, Shadrach, come on, man. You are so close. (laughs) Anyway, hey, Jim, listen, I really appreciate your service. I appreciate your call and your heart. And uh, I hope, now, we've we've broke our SWAT meetings um to start we'll start back in january but go to swatradio.com you can find out where you meet i'd love for you to come sometime all right yes sir all right yes sir hey thanks for calling you know uh thank you uh, anthony um you know just thinking about what he was talking about you know when you watch players like when uh trevor went down the other night and you watch those guys that's their that's their battle buddy mm-hmm. right there mm-hmm. And or, or when a lineman goes down, you see guys come around him. That's their battle, buddy. It's the same in the military. I buried eight of my friends mm. when I was flying. Eight mm. of my buddies died flying the Harrier. Mm. And a lot of guys have died in in in, in combat, you know, in mm. Desert Storm and in Afghanistan. And, mm. you know, when you go through experiences where you can be hurt really badly, and you know mm. that, it's a risk – you know, every time you went out on the field on a Sunday, you knew there was a chance you could get hurt, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you you walk into that risk knowingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, you did it, and and you did it knowing it, but you did mm-hmm. it because you knew that's where God wanted you. You had a faith back then. Mm-hmm. And so it's not that you were motivated by money, I mean, but you were motivated because you wanted to you wanted to glorify God and if it was through football that's great same with me if it was through the marine corps or FBI it was great but there is a camaraderie there when you go into a risky thing mm-hmm. with other people knowing that you know that there's risk involved mm-hmm. that that w- we've lost with the church and i think we've lost it because there's no risk involved for people anymore with the church mm-hmm. and in america true. i'm speaking here when you go over to india to certain places in india mm-hmm. or the middle east mm-hmm. or you Africa. go other parts of the world mm-hmm. when those people who put their lives at risk in china there's a brotherhood like we feel mm-hmm. and we felt mm-hmm. that we don't feel here right mm-hmm. because for us it's just going to church hear a message yeah. it's an event on sunday yeah absolutely <laughs> We we need a whole another two hours for for. I'm this. gonna get you back. Yeah. I've, already, I've already decided. I'm bringing you back, man. Yeah. We're gonna do this uh, again. You might want to bring Taylor, my son. Back <laughs> oh too. yeah, he'll, he'll get he'll this. jump on yeah. that bandwagon. Uh, quick quick comment on that, but yeah, w- without question. Um, you know, there, for for me, and I think you ask uh, most guys who have played um, at any collegiate level or professional level they'll probably to a man say that what they missed the most was the locker room, mm-hmm. not the money, not the fame, not all the, the press. Not, it was the locker room because in the locker room, you got to be yourself and people saw everything about you. Literally. Yeah, literally. Yeah. They, did. Yeah, they saw warts and all, and you were still okay. You were still accepted. You were still loved. And you, you went out, 
you put your hand, your knuckles in the dirt, you got in the trenches, and you fought for the sake of the game, for the sake of the buddy next to you. There, that's living life in real terms. And we don't have that context. I don't experience that context personally uh, in regard to the people I do church with. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't, we don't live life like that. We don't depend on each other like that. And, and I know it's our culture. Um, but at some point, I believe from the standpoint of what God has shown us in, in Acts two and so on, it's, it's an excuse. Yeah, it really is. Uh, we, we, we've got to, I think we, we need to, it's going to be Acts one eight or Acts eight one, right? Jesus said, go, you're supposed to Jerusalem, go. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of you're the earth. You're supposed to go. Go make disciples, right? And it, that's the way it's supposed to look. Or in 8-1, they were scattered. <laughs> because of persecution, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, if we don't go, God will send us somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, God will make sure it happens. Um, there'll probably be not to, <laughs> there'll probably be some tough times to come. I think that, there will be. Yeah. I absolutely believe there yeah. I think we're already starting to see some mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. And if you stand for truth, you stand for Jesus, you are going to encounter things at your job for sure. Mm-hmm. And maybe even in your community. Yep. And, 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 and God told us that that's, that's a mark of following him. All those who desire to live godly will be persecuted. So it's not something that we should not expect or try to even really avoid ultimately though we're not masochists for sure. Um, so I, I want to say something else too. I think to a man, a guy who left the, the league would also say that they felt individually a camaraderie with those in the military. And we understood that distinction. Mm-hmm. Then the distinction is, no, when they go out on the field, it's life or death. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the case with us. But it was the case that it's hurt or harm, most likely. Absolutely. And in some way, absolutely right? it is. Like, like, yeah, like it, it absolutely is. Like, even when I was flying, I'm safe in my cockpit. I'm not getting pounded on by a 380-pound lineman. You know, no, I mean, no. so so there's... But, but you knew that somebody could shoot you down. I, yeah. And you'd experienced that. You saw that. You yeah. were part of that yeah. with other people. Yeah. Um, and so, the uh, last thing I want to say is, I, I really appreciate Jim Call calling me and you noted this in the break last time because um it it generated different thoughts and different perspectives and and that's what i think of when the text uh says that we can sharpen one another like iron does right and how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together when we're able to engage like that especially in real time with real situations experiences in our lives that's how we develop some of that camaraderie Mm -hmm. like like when we're able to be real with someone else and they and, and I look in their eye and they're not judging me. They're they may they may be telling me truth, but they're accepting me as they do it. When I'm able to do that, that's how that stuff is developed and cultivated. Hmm. Well, uh, Anthony, our time's come to an end. I wanna let our, our listeners know one more time. For uh, more on Anthony Johnson and um, his counseling ministry, it's Acacia Growth Counseling. That's A-C-A-C-I-A Growth, G-R-O-W-T-H, counseling.com. You can go there, click on a scheduling an appointment, 
And uh, AJ, as always, it's a pleasure to have you here. And I will get you back in. Uh, I'm going to have you back in in a few weeks for sure to talk because we could just keep doing this all day long. Yeah, I'd love it. Appreciate it. Well, listen, say a prayer for AJ and his wife, Shelly, and their family. Taylor just had a new baby. Congrats on the new yeah, grandkid. Absolutely. Uh, Brad and uh, David will be in tomorrow, 